welcome to the Lead 222 podcast, created to help student ministry leaders stay healthy and become more effective in life and leadership. And now, here are your hosts, Bo Boshears and Dave Hoodke. Welcome everyone to the Lead 222 podcast. We're all about talking about healthy leaders and healthy ministries. Uh, first, before we get started, and uh, as you know, if you've listened to our podcast before, we we kind of touch base on one of our five values, and today we're going to be talking about kingdom impact. Before we do that, I just want to say Happy New Year to everyone. Dave, it's good to yeah. start off the new season. Good to see you. Happy New Year, everybody, and uh, glad you're with us. And again, we're kicking off the year right. You're going you're gonna to meet in just a moment Matt Perry, who's going to really get us all in focus to have a, a, an amazing year on how to set goals and the importance of that. Hey, but before we do that, I just got to tell everyone who's listening again, this has been a crazy season, but we really are excited that, you know, beginning of the year, we've worked hard. We've got uh, what we're doing, our next level training. I just want to remind you of that. Uh, it's called Lead Plus. And what's exciting about that is at the beginning this month, Terry Parkman, uh, the next gen pastor out in River Valley Church in Minneapolis, Minnesota, is going to be doing some training on how to minister to Gen Z. And so uh, you can check that out uh, online, but uh, that's filling up. There's only a couple of spots left. So if you want to do it, do oh, it this so week. Yeah, yeah, so good. So we're looking forward to that. But uh, hey, let's get right into this right now. And, and so Dave, why don't you uh, let everybody know about Matt? Yeah, so excited to have Matt Swifty Perry uh, with us today, and uh, he's a youth pastor at Cornerstone Church, lives outside of Phoenix uh, with his wife, honestly, uh, some sunshine and warmer weather, I'm sure, than us yeah. in the West, a little jealous of that. He runs a podcast and leadership company called Leader Swift, all about equipping leaders to lead better. Uh, Matt, I've checked out your podcast, been listening. You're providing great leadership content there, so it's really good stuff. And uh, man, just really glad to have you on the podcast today. Thanks for joining us. Yeah, thank you so much. I'm honored. I love pouring into youth pastors um, and, and teaching leadership, and so this is going to be a lot of fun. Uh, I agree, Matt. Thanks. I'm going to be right in your lane. So listen, we want to dive right in to, again, as we talk about Kingdom Impact, obviously we all know to have the what our desire is, the big impact. We need to be leaders who have discipline, and we're going to be talking about goals. And so let's let's start right into it, Matt. Let's start with a basic question. Why set goals, bro? Yeah, I mean, goals are important. Uh, I think in our culture, it's really easy to say my New Year's resolution, but I think that's different than a goal. Uh, to me, a resolution is just something I want to accomplish. When I think of goals, I don't just think of this thing I want to accomplish, but I have to create a system to actually accomplish it, right? I'm the type who, uh, whenever I ran a race, I, I ran like track and I played sports. And when I would run a race, my, my goal was to every step of the way to just keep up with the other person. And then at the, at the end, I would just sprint past them. But uh, I had to create one step at a time and just keep that pace. I think when we talk about resolutions, it's like, I would like to accomplish this, but goals actually, we're going to create a plan and a system to accomplish that. That's, yeah, that's so good, Matt. You have to, to begin with that. And so one of the things that I've seen, you know, you do and you promote even on, on social and on what you do for your teams and for yourself, but you set three goals, two habits, 
and learn one new thing, yeah. and, uh, which, which I love because it doesn't seem overwhelming. But explain why this is important and just where you've seen success using this model. Yeah, I like bite-sized things. Uh, it's very easy for me to get overwhelmed um, by huge things. One of my favorite people who's taught me all of this stuff has been Michael Hyatt. I don't know if you're familiar with him. Um, I use his planners and everything he does. Uh, he has a great book on goals called Your Best Year Ever. Um, but he says pick about nine to 10 goals. Um, and for me, that's great. But nine to 10 can seem overwhelming to me. Uh, maybe some other youth pastors out there. So I like to tell my team pick three. Um, and I tell my team to pick two kind of for work and one personal goal. Um, that really has helped my team because when I tell them to pick one personal goal and I care about that goal, for them, it's more than a, a boss to person relationship. It's I care about something in their personal life and I want to help them achieve that. So one person on my team, she wants to write a book and I care about her personal goals. So I want to keep her accountable to reach that goal. Another person on my team, he wants to get under a hundred on his golf score. So we go golfing every week and I can help keep him accountable to that golf score uh, in breaking that. And when they know I care about their personal life, uh, then there's so much more buy-in into the ministry as well. And so then I tell them pick two goals for, for ministry, for church, for our specific ministry in high school. And I want to help them accomplish those goals. And so I use what's called the smarter framework. I'm going to read out what that means, but Michael Hyatt teaches this and your goal should line up with each of these things. It should be specific, should be a specific goal. It should be something that's measurable. Um, we have to be able to say goal check-in. Oh, am I measuring up to possibly reaching this goal this year? It should be actionable, something we do. It should be risky. I'm not a big fan of goals that are not hard. I think goals should challenge us and stretch us. Um, if maybe your goal is to grow your small group ministry, and if you're trying to grow it by two or three people by the end of the year, that's probably not a risky goal. You should try and do a little bit more. Uh, time keyed, I, I make uh, them put a date next to that goal. What's the date you want to accomplish that by? Um, exciting, like goals should be something that excites us. Nobody wants to accomplish something uh, that does not get them out of bed excited um, to do. And then it should be relevant, relevant to their ministry, right? Uh, relevant to their life. Um, so specific, measurable, actionable, risky, time keyed, exciting, and relevant. Um, I think are all important to to put your goal next to. You know, Matt, that's awesome. And, and you know, as you mentioned, um, really coaching your team as they set these goals. You know, our at lead, as you know, ministry is all about coaching. And uh, we talk about what it means to really go under the waterline in our own character as well as uh, kingdom impact, make a difference in ministry. So that's awesome. You're doing that. But speak a little bit more about what's the best way then I set these goals. I'm excited to do all that you just said, but what's the best way to stay motivated and focus on these goals that you set? Is there anything that you, any coaching you give on that? How, how do you keep those people motivated and focus on the goals? And personally, how do you do that? Yeah. Uh, for me, I think it's important to check in um, even on myself. Uh, so say I have a goal for the end of the year, each, each, each week I actually revisit what my goals are. 
uh, on Sunday nights is kind of my thing. And I remind myself of what my goals are. That keeps me focused on those goals. But I also create just a system again. Maybe, uh, so one of my goals is to read 100 books by the end of the year. Um, I I hold, on, hold on, hold on, 100 oh. books. I thought you talked about setting some big goals. That seemed pretty lightweight, dude. 100 books. Some people's yeah, goals, 100 pages. Yeah. <laughs> so for me, that's just something I've, I do every year. And I try, uh, it's exciting to me because I mix up the genres. I, I, I post one thing for me that I find a lot of fun on Instagram. I'll post which book I've just read. And one, it helps other people like, oh, I want to read that book. Um, two, um, it helps. That's exciting to me. I love talking to people about what I'm reading. And so there's that kind of reward attachment that keeps me motivated for each goal. I think you attach a reward. Um, one of my goals, uh, yeah. So that in, if I read 20 book for every 20 books, I'll buy a new book, um, or something like that. Set some type of reward that you, you reward yourself when you reach a milestone to reach that goal. And so for me, that helps a lot is attaching that reward is checking in on my goals each week and also having people in my life who check in on my goals. Um, I know for you guys, it's super important for me as well is coaching. I think everybody needs to have a coach. Um, and so I have coaches in my life who will check up on my goals. Matt, how are you doing? I know you sent me over your goals. How are you doing to reach those goals? Um, and I do the same thing for my team. And as my team is raising up leaders, I expect them to do that with their team. Um, and that's how you build that leadership ladder, that momentum um, and stuff. And so, yeah, attach the reward and constantly be checking in on your goals in each step of the way. No, that's, that's, yeah, that's really good, Matt. And um, I love, you know, obviously Lead 222 is all about helping leaders lead healthy lives, families, and ministries. And to do that, you have to have people in your life <laughs> yeah. to encourage, challenge you, check in on, on those areas. So that's, that's really good. So what would you say to someone who set goals, you know, but life happens. There's so many distractions, Matt. Like we just have so many distractions in ministry and life that, that come up. And then before we know it, a few months later, it's like, oh man, I feel like a failure. I haven't, you know, stayed with any of my goals. Um, what would you say to someone that struggles with that? Or even like, even now is thinking, yeah, I probably should set some goals, but I know in my past, I've never been able to stay with it. Yeah. That's such a good question. I think we've all hit that uh, in our life. Uh, the biggest, the first thing I would say is just don't quit. Um, you might get distracted. You might stop for a period of time, uh, but don't quit. You can always get back in. I, I mean, grace, I love grace. And there's grace in your goals too. Um, and so remind yourself the same grace that you preach about, give to yourself. Uh, Jesus gives you grace. So give yourself grace when it comes to goals. Um, I know so many people, right, try and read the Bible in a year. They hit Leviticus and Numbers, and they stop, and they feel like they missed the last 20 days, so they can't um, keep doing that plan. No, just get back into it. Just jump right back in where you left off. Maybe it will take you a year and 20 days then to finish that. At least you read the Bible in a year. Um, and so give yourself grace uh, when you start to kind of get off of the trail um, that's why it's important to have accountability. Um, and you also got to take responsibility for yourself. If I, if I start going off the tra trail a little bit towards my goals, um, just get back on, 
uh, and stuff. And so that's one thing that helps me in having people in your life, like we've said, to keep you accountable, to ch check in on you um, is so important. And, you know, Matt, even uh, to, to dive a little deeper, because obviously as a coaching ministry leaders, you know, um, even the right questions, you know, Matt, if I'm talking to someone who's, you know, shared their goals with me and that I'm coaching them, but all of a sudden they're frustrated, you know, to try to go under that water line a little bit and say, well, wait a minute, let's, let's, you've done a good job, but let's talk. What, what, what do you think caused this distraction? Have you gone in your accountability a little deeper and maybe found something that, you know what, it's not about that at all. They get discouraged instead of, hey, let, let's refocus here a little bit. What, what has been your experience on going a little, diving a little deeper under the water line and try to determine why this person maybe is facing this frustration? Yeah, in leadership, emotional intelligence is so important. Knowing yourself. And I have to know myself to lead. I, I tell people all the time, the hardest person to lead is the person looking back at you in the mirror. Um, my favorite thing to teach leaders is how to lead their self well. And so part of that is identifying what is a distraction in my life. Um, I, I got to preach this message. God speaks to me probably the same as everybody else. It speaks to me most clearly when I'm going to the bathroom. And I remember somebody asked me, Matt, I want you to preach this message on the kingdom of God. And I said, okay, I mean, that's pretty easy, right? There's so much about it. And God brought me to Luke 19 uh, when the Pharisees approached Jesus and asked him when the kingdom of God is coming, right? They poked fun. They're like, hey, Jesus, when's the kingdom coming? And, and God revealed to me in that moment um, that they were looking for the kingdom of God, but they were so distracted by religion that they missed out on what they were looking for. And God put that theme in my head, and I'm, I'm writing a book on that right now because I, I've gone through the Bible and I've seen so many people get distracted that they've missed out on God's plan. I believe Satan, his biggest thing he wants to do is distract us from God. He wants to distract us. And so for me, I know what distracts me. Right here, my phone is my number one distracting. My wife has to tell me when I get home, can we just have time together without you being on your phone, without you scrolling? The greatest leaders identify what is distracting them. And then once you identify it, you can change it. So maybe there's something distracting you from your goal. Maybe there's something distracting you from what God is trying to teach you. The greatest thing you can do is identify that and then you can remove whatever is distracting you and have accountability to keep it to the side. Um, but I believe God wants us to stay focused on him, stay fo focused on our goals so we can reach so many people for Jesus. And we're focused on that mission. Matt, I, I love that. And, you know, I just wrote down, you know, what you're saying as far as like identify what the distraction is, remove it, and then have accountability in it so that you can eliminate that distraction and uh, I think that it's so powerful and so good I think we we all probably should take some time in the beginning of this new year and what are those distractions in our life what what are those things that that come up that really sidetrack us from being the best leader that that we can be or to even just setting goals and going after it and because so often in the process is when the distractions come and then uh, derail us from moving forward um, to have the greatest kingdom impact that we can with those goals. People can press pause right now. Um, they got to come back and finish the episode because there's more, but press pause and they can write down right now what's distracting them um, 
from, from their goals in ministry. I know sometimes I'll hear great stuff on a podcast and then I won't do anything about it because I, I keep listening. And so anybody who's listening and right now feels like they just need to make that list. They can press pause and write down on their phone on those notes. These are a few things that are distracting me. I know sometimes I got to just close my door and put a sign on my door that says I'm working right now. I'm in deep work. Don't talk to me because I know I get so distracted by people. I get distracted by great conversations that when I need to put my head down and work hard uh, because God is entrusting me with a position um, that people are literally giving to God that is helping pay for my paycheck right now. Um, I need to give him everything I can at work. Um, and that's my time. And so I think there's even people right now that can press pause and write down a few distractions so that they don't forget that. Yeah, no, I love that. Um, so now they've just unpaused and yes. they're back to us, which is, which is great. So, so Matt, big picture, kind of like into the road, like here is the value, here is why you do all this. Like, what would you say as a youth pastor, setting goals, it has made you a better and healthier leader. Like give us that picture of, you know, here's why we do this. Yeah. Why we do it is so that we can reach people for Jesus right? It's so we can reach the lost. I think everything goes back to the Great Commission. Go out and make disciples, but there's a lot of ways to make disciples of all nations, and um, we need to create some big God-sized goals to reach a lot of people, and so maybe you're trying to reach students um, at local high schools, and so you create a goal. I want to go on to five school campuses a month, um, and that is my goal, and I'm going to put it next to some of these smart, smarter measures to make sure it's a good goal. And, and then I'm going to make accountability. Here's the five schools I'm going to go to. But I think every, everything goes back to us being better leaders to lead people to Jesus um, and, and, or lead our families well. I have a goal with my wife to spend two hours a night, not on my phone, not with the TV on, with my wife. And so... Um, that helps for a healthier marriage, which helps for a healthier ministry. And so I just point everything back to Jesus. Um, and, and so, yeah, for me, that is the overlying motivation. I create goals so I can be the healthiest pastor I can be and the healthiest leader I can be so I can reach so many people to Jesus um, into his kingdom. Right. That's right, Matt. And, you know, we talk about being motivated and, you know, we will just, we're talking about setting goals and we would just be quiet enough where God's given us just an, an amazing privilege to do ministry. And when we just slow ourselves down enough to say, look, I want to be the best, healthiest leader I can. That's what, that's what leads all about a healthy leader, healthy families, healthy ministries. We know that when, when we, as you mentioned, you lead yourself well, you're, when you go home, if you're married, if you have, if you have kids, you know, you're going to have a healthier time in that environment. And obviously that's going to, we know when those two things are in line, we're going to go and be the best youth pastor that we can be uh, and therefore have a healthy ministry. Well, Matt, you obviously have a heart for this and we've said a lot and I hope our listeners have heard, you know, listen, one degree changes team. It, like if you would just be quiet just for a moment, as you look at, if you set some goals and look at it, but just one degree changes, just say, what's going to allow me? And some of you, it may be the goal to identify the distraction and that's it. I'm not, I'm going to, I'm going to go after that distraction. It's simple thing. Like you said, Matt, I'm going to go home and spend time with my wife without the phone or whatever it may be. Team, we can all do this. And Matt, I want you, I know you have a real heart to reach this generation, but 
you know, listening to, you know, our listeners are all youth pastors, most of them are uh, yeah. friends of lead. What, what, what would be your final words to these young men and women out there, veterans, and some of them just starting when it comes to just staying focused and being the best they can be? What would be your words of encouragement to them? Yeah. Um, manage your time. Well, manage your time. Well, um, I'm a big fan of like uh, Dave Ramsey and he teaches a lot on managing your finance as well. Right. And he has budgets to help you do that. Um, but money is something you can get back time. You'll never get back. So we should be great stewards of our time. I encourage every youth pastor, get a planner, get something to help manage their time and their task. If you manage every hour of your day, you're going to realize you actually have extra hours. The same thing when you budget money, you're like, I didn't know I had an extra $100 lying around. That's amazing. It's the same thing with our time. I didn't know I had extra hours just laying around. Now I can use those extra hours to love my family better, to love my students better. I, I hear from a lot of youth pastors all the time, well, I just don't have the time to hang out with students because I got this and this and this. I don't have the time to be on school campuses because I have so much to do. But I think if you manage your time really well, you say yes to the right things and you say no to the wrong things, you will see you have more time to invest in the students. You have more time to invest into yourself as a leader. You have more time to invest into your team, into your family, into everything God has called you to do in this season. So lead yourself well, manage your time well, um, because I think you have more extra time than you actually think you do. Well, there you go. Hey, guys, lead team. Uh, before we say bye to Matt, uh, on your next coaching calls, you guys involved in coaching, here's a great discussion. Uh, just encourage each other, lean into each other a little bit. Hey, what goals have you set? And then, you know, go after those. Keep each other in, encouraged. Uh, celebrate along the way, as, as Matt just said. You know, celebrate the little accomplishments. Just keep going. And then I love, I just want to remind everyone, one of the key things that were said today is grace. Hey, guys, we – Jesus is in our lives. If you fall, you get back up. And so you just stay focused on that. Give yourself grace. If you feel a little discouraged, maybe a few weeks from now, just get back up and stay at it. So, Matt, thanks for your, your words today, man. Appreciate you. Uh, I know, uh, Dave, you're going to give some um, information on Matt's podcast, right? And or Matt, do you want to speak to any of that, of uh, resources or anything that you want to let our listeners know? Yeah, I'd, I'd be honored. I do a short leadership podcast every week. It's just 15 minutes. Uh, I know I get so distracted from long podcasts and long books. So it's just 15 minutes with different leaders. We've had a couple great ones like Chad Veach and Carlos Whitaker and just some great leaders in, in ministry that have come on. And it's short conversations and to the point. Um, it's a lot of fun. And you can connect with me at Matt Swifty Perry on Instagram or Twitter. I'm always trying to push out some new leadership content. Um, about every every couple days to people on social media. Matt, thanks for joining us. Of course. Oh, I was I'm so honored uh, that you guys would have me and love what you guys are doing and helping leaders lead healthy. It's so important. So thank you guys for what you do. I want to thank Matt Perry for joining us today. Great stuff. Check out the show notes on how to get a hold of him and about his podcast. Hey, I also want to just give an update about youth ministry staffing, and uh, we have launched and uh, we've got some job openings out there, some great churches that are looking to hire youth pastors. 
if you are maybe praying about transition, you're in transition, you're looking for uh, opportunities, then uh, get a hold of us. You can get a hold of me, Dave at lead222.com. You can go to our Facebook page, Instagram. You can see those posts. We're on church staffing uh, as well. And so uh, we would love to help you in your transition and uh, to find that next uh, opportunity, that next place that God has for you. So here at Lead 222 Staffing, that's what we want to do. And uh, so we're really excited about that and those opportunities. Uh, thanks for joining us on this podcast. If it's been an encouragement, if you have found this content helpful, then I'm pretty sure someone else uh, will find it uh, helpful to them. So share it with a friend. Uh, you can easily do that by texting it to them. If you haven't rated or reviewed the podcast, that helps us out. Please do so. Uh, we want to get the message out about the Lead 222 podcast and this training and uh, the encouragement that uh, hopefully this can be for someone else as well. Uh, We've got some great episodes on the horizon that are coming up. Super excited about that, as well as Lead Plus. And, uh, you know, this is is really good content, too, in in this episode, New Year, New Goals, to share it and talk about it in your coaching uh, relationships and uh, some good conversations that can take place to encourage us uh, that this year, in 2021, we can continue Um, to have great kingdom impact and to reach students for Christ. And that's what we want to do. Well, thanks for joining us. We'll see you next time. And we can't wait for our next episode. So stay encouraged, stay inspired. Thanks for joining us for this episode of the Lead 222 podcast. Please consider joining our community of leaders. Together, we're committed to experiencing healthy lives, healthy families, and healthy ministries. Learn more at lead222.com.